0: This is CliffCentral.com. Over to Anthea now for a little uh, look at your finances. Um, Anthea always brings us the latest in uh, what's going on in the economy, what kinds of things you need to look for at the stock market, where where that rolls around. And this morning, she is resplendent in uh, all her figures and notes, her very uh, lovely little iPad which has a pink cover on it. Resplendent. Yeah, she is. She's resplendent. So here she is, just for you, Anthea Gardner.
1: nice keyboard action
0: shut up I just learned to do this I still get at least one version of your song every week from somebody Somewhere, someone somewhere has a, a version of your song every week
1: And it still makes us smile and yes. dance in studios.
0: Yes. <laughs> so she works hard for your money, How uh, how's our money looking this morning?
1: I'm afraid not good, last but, week but was ele- very whoa, 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 whoa. disappointing We
0: heard the election was a stable outcome, the yep. ANC retained power This is what people like Peter Bruce promised us would bring us much happiness and abundance and a fruition of all of our of our promises and hopes.
1: I'm sorry to disappoint. And yeah, I think the market was looking for an ANC win of between fifty-seven and fifty-eight percent, which they got.
0: They're really particular, huh? That's exactly yeah. the number they were looking for.
1: Uh, yeah, we and, went well, that was kind of and
0: fifty-eight. Otherwise, the rand is fucked.
1: <laughs> that was kind of our base case scenario. <laughs> Anything less than that, and we would have been a bit worried. Okay. I mean, that that's kind of. Based on polls and based on chatting to people. Okay. Um, But I think it was last week, you know, we were closed on Wednesday, obviously. And then Thursday was the... Biggest negative day so far this year, and that was nothing to do with our elections. That was more to do with global markets, and this Mm. is now all about the Trump and China trade, right?
0: Yeah, the trade war that's looming.
1: That's right, which he kept on threatening last week and finally on Friday implemented. So as of Friday, 6 o'clock. Does this mean he's put
0: tariffs on that $200 billion? Dollars of Chinese imports.
1: He's raised it from 10% to 25%. Mm. Um, So things that will be more expensive for the U.S. consumer, smartwatches, Bluetooth devices – chemicals used in manufacturing, textiles, health and safety products, bicycle helmets. (laughs) Yeah, I just had to throw that Mm -hmm. in there. Child child safety furniture, all these sorts of things. Suddenly um, the US consumer is now going to be paying more for. I should say the importer is going to be paying more for and the question is whether or not the importer can pass on and how much of that tariff increase the importer can pass on to the consumer. Now this is where
0: I've got to tell you that uh, Donald Trump is being a moron Um, and, and you know I've been vocal about how he's delivered on all his promises and he has tried to bring industry back to america from china he's created a bunch of jobs but i don't think being in favor of tariffs which are essentially government manipulation of the free market i don't think that fits with what else he's doing and this is it's i think he's got this idea that tariffs are good and they never are, right?
1: No, they never. We've spoken about this before, right? Remember in the 1930s, the Smoot-Hawley Act, which we no, believe…
0: No, of course we No, we, we don't. have and spoken only, about it before. But only you remember.
1: Oh, sorry. <laughs>
0: okay. <laughs> yes, there the, is the Smoot-Hawley Act. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah, you just got it wrong. <laughs> which we
1: believe was the catalyst for the Depression. So, mm-hmm. yeah, okay. No, <laughs> what, what's on.
0: your feeling and, on tariffs? It's never really a good idea.
1: It's no, market I'd, I'd, manipulation. Exactly. I absolutely think that's right, and I don't like it at all. Um, I, I think Donald Trump, he's just a bad negotiator, and he's just – But he
0: did the art of the deal. <laughs> what are you talking about, sure. Auntie? Have you seen his art taxes? The deal? <laughs> uh, are you crazy? All right, go on.
1: So I kind of hope that he is president for a second term, because I think policy takes about two years for the impact to really – Take effect on the economy. And I almost want him to see what he's been doing. You're like, well, that's, I want him to be president for a second term. If he doesn't create a global war, I mean, World War three, cause that's the other thing. He's not very, he's not a very good negotiator. In fact, I'm, I'm reading a book, Woodward's book, Trump, uh, sorry, fear, Trump in the White House. And it is so fascinating. And I don't, I don't enjoy reading politics, but it's fascinating to see how the White House. Um, staffers actually handle him and how they take things off his desk that they don't believe should be passed. And oh, it's, it's crazy, really. He, the man mm. has no idea what he's doing.
0: Well, sounds like a juicy book, though. Yeah, that it's, Bob Woodward be good quite hard. Uh, it's,
1: it's a hard read. Um, like, you have it's, to get it's to know received the a lot of attention. 35 people <clears throat> in the cabinet. Who cares? And
0: they keep changing, by the way. Yeah, exactly. I mean, since the book was written, <laughs> some of those people aren't around anymore. Anyway, yes. So so there's a Chinese-American trade war, and it's hitting the whole world hard. Yeah. Thanks very much for And that. Asia's
1: down again this morning, so I suspect we'll be down again this morning. Right. And then locally, we had mining and manufacturing data released on Thursday. Mining contracted and manufacturing expanded, which I guess is kind of good news. Uh, mining contracted by 1.1%, which is not as bad as the negative 7% we were expecting um, so that's kind of okay. Gold sector was probably the largest negative. Um, and then conversely, coal was, which has the highest weighting, in fact, lifted by almost 6%. So that's not bad. And I think this, this mining is also going to depend on global demand and ESCOM because, you know, mines use almost 30% of ex- ESCOM electricity. And if ESCOM, now that elections are finished, can't produce Anymore, can't produce enough electricity, then it will impact on mining production. Mm. Um, So, yeah. And, of course, global softening sentiment, U.S. trade wars, people worried they're not going to buy. They're not going to put in orders unnecessarily if they think trade is going to slow. Okay. All the way down to that, right? Back to Donald Trump and his trade war. Um, And then manufacturing rose by 1.2% year on year. Um, after February's 0.5% increase So that was quite nice um, Yeah Only five of the ten sectors experienced growth though So, you, you know, it wasn't an outright win It was kind of negligible <coughs> And then a couple of companies in the news MTN released a quarterly update last week It definitely mm-hmm. looks like uh, their new CEO Well, not so new anymore, is he, Rob Shooter Has his feet comfortably under the desk Um they increased revenue and customer growth by 10% year-on-year and 9% year-on-year, respectively. Yep, yeah, that's very good, right? Mm. Net 4 million new subscribers. Sure. So that's quite impressive. They, in these updates, they don't disclose EBITDA, so they don't give all the numbers. Um, but what they did say that was South Africa's margin was flat, Nigeria's margin widened to 2.4%, and that's actually good. So I think that what that shows is that they're delivering – um, positive oper- operating leverage And then the big thing, of course, is this asset realization Or selling off assets to get cash in to strengthen their balance sheet Which is a big thing So they listed this company, Jumia, which is supposed to be Africa, the, the Amazon of Africa mm-hmm. um, And they didn't account for it in their equity position So I think they're going to write it off next year and then the Nigeria MTN listing is still going ahead. This it should be it should be now soon, actually. See, this
0: this is the problem with Nigeria is you expose yourself to a huge market of potential customers and and obviously enormous growth that you couldn't compete with anywhere else in Africa just because of the numbers. But you also expose yourself to the vagaries of their market and their exactly. very very um, capricious government, who will at a at a moment's notice drop some kind of clangor on you that you suddenly owe them a billion dollars.
1: Two billion dollars. Remember that big fine. (laughs)
0: You know, so you want to expose yourself to the market, but you don't want to expose yourself to the government. So difficult. Very tough. Very, very tough.
1: MTN did actually say they're making very slow progress on this two billion dollar court case, this fine that they're going through. It it is a problem. But hopefully listing Nigeria will give them a smaller stake in the MTN Nigeria and make it more, what's the word, more fair? I, I don't know. Like, not as exposed to as the main no. shareholder if you know what i mean yeah so if if nigerian shareholders if nigerians themselves are now shareholders in empty nigeria they'll tell the government's perhaps... exactly better. that's what i'm trying to say good Thanks. luck with that one <laughs> okay all right
0: or what about mondi and sappy two paper companies
1: yes two paper companies same sector very different though um, Mondi's EBITDA was 16% up year on year Great number A mm-hmm. um, couple of things there though um, So Mondi um, guided that they would be closing down some of their plants for maintenance To the tune of 150 million euros And spread over the full year And in fact they didn't do that They said the first half would be 90 million euros um and it wasn't. It was only like thirty five or something. And so if you normalize kind of the earnings numbers out for the full year, then growth wasn't exactly sixteen, it was actually only seven percent, which is still not a bad number in this environment, I believe. Um but the 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 paper market is definitely a bit weaker, a bit disappointing. Um yeah, I don't know. Mundi I mean I thought the share it was a decent number. So I thought the share would have been up on the day, but it was actually down. And partly, I think that was to do with SAPI reporting. Shocking. sappy's numbers were just, they really were awful. EBITDA was down 11%. So <laughs> compare, oh. down 11% to up 16%. You know, they both make
0: the same thing.
1: Well, they don't really. Monday uh, is more container board. Um, it, it's a, it's different, whereas sappy is kind of your magazine paper, your, your um, fine plastic-coated That kind of,
0: and the funny. Okay, so those guys are not doing so well because there's no market for that. That's right. So, well, there's a market, but it's small. I think
1: cardboard packaging and, (laughs) um, what what do you call the food boxes, food containers, that sort of thing. So, very different, yeah. And then the other problem with SAPI is that they've always said they've got this like SAPI 2020 vision that everybody's looking forward to. We have that will add 10% to EBITDA. To earnings. We've not seen a single strategic move, (laughs) you know, and this is Mm. stuff like, um, like moving vertically into hemp products or um, like further down the chain production, Mm -hmm. like uh, what they call VSF, um, yeah, which is viscose staple fiber. Um, (laughs) But they haven't done anything with it, so very disappointing. Yeah.
0: Okay, um, and then just uh, Uber. We're talking about ah. poor old uh, Travis uh, Kalanick. What's happening with him?
1: So Uber IPO'd on Friday. Yes. Finally, this uh, highly touted. yay. how let's did it do- go? I mean, ridiculous valuations last year. Remember, I and mean, there were valuations of like two hundred and fifty billion dollars last year.
0: Yeah, what did it end up being?
1: Uh, about seventy something. Oh, okay, seventy billion.
0: And still, it's a fortune.
1: It's big, right? So yeah. the share was down 8% on Friday okay. from IPO. Um, but they kind of, their timing was a bit bad because Lyft also, remember, you know, Lyft, uh-huh. they're their competitor. Lyft also reported on Wednesday and they reported a shocking number. I, I mean, that was just. Absolutely disgusting. In fact, Lyft was down 11% on Wednesday. The company, none of disgusting, them.
0: Disgusting, Anthea. Mm. What? It was absolutely disgusting. <laughs> the numbers. Yeah. yeah,
1: the numbers were pretty <laughs> shocking. So the problem is these guys are not making money. They're not making profits. Lyft's revenue was up 95% to $776 million, and they still made a loss.
0: How? What are they spending on?
1: Um, so this, they said, was mainly due to stock-based compensation, payroll tax, um, taxes and costs related to their IPO, and and expenses, expenses, expenses.
0: Sounds like it's, yeah, I mean, by now you should have figured out the, the profit structure, yeah. Exactly. Surely.
1: So I think these companies are getting huge valuations, yeah. huge, ridiculous, crazy mm-hmm. value, like nosebleed they valuations. They can't justify it. And their moats, um, their, their, um, competitive edge is not as strong as people think it is. So, you know, when Uber came to market, like, oh, it was great. First of its kind. Mm. And then there's Uber delivery, um, Uber eats and, 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 but the competition, there's Taxify, there's Lyft, there's a couple of others. There's another one I got told about the other day in South Africa, which I didn't know about and I can't remember the name now, but they, but apparently it's much cheaper. The problem is though that they don't, um Check or they don't do verification on their drivers as well no. as Uber does, so a little bit dangerous, I suppose. You won't so be using was, it. So
0: was was Travis invited to the listing?
1: No. So this is the big drama with the Uber listing on Friday is that the new CEO and I really struggle to say his name, Karraj Shahari. Oh. <laughs> right. He's
0: Kastro friends with Pete Shahi. Buttigieg.
1: <laughs> Where's Ben when I need him? Ben, come have a look here. Um so the CEOs did not invite Travis Kalanick to ring the bell on the new Stock Exchange. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Drama. But that's <laughs> you
0: know? usually that's tradition. They do that exactly. with everybody, right?
1: Imagine you started a company, it listed and you weren't invited to ring the bell. <gasps> Heartbreaking. All right. Anyway. Couldn't have happened to a nicer guy. I well, you've never skeleton. liked him.
0: No. No. You, you've never liked him, so that's fine. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, thanks very much. Anything My else pleasure. you want to throw in there?
1: No, I'm, I think it's going to be a quiet week. Our first full week for I don't know how long.
0: I know. Let's <laughs> hope productivity increases uh, proportionately. Thank you nice. so much, Anthea. Pleasure. Right, have a good we week. Go. Anthea Gardner working hard for your money. She'll be back in a week's time. This is CliffCentral.com.
1: <laughs>